am Adelia Acker, aka Deals. What is the Deals? Daddy Deals. I have a lot of alter egos. And you are watching Folks Alert on Apple Podcast. Welcome to the Folks Alert Show. My name is Kiko. My guest today is Adelia. Adelia, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I woke up this morning and started bleeding out of my vagina. So, you know, it's that time. <laughs> oh, it's that, it's that time of month. Well, it's happening to me multiple times a month right now because I just got off of birth control. Okay. So it's fun. It's a fun, silly, goofy time. Okay. Is that normal? Uh, when you, uh, I was on the depo shot for like 10 years, so I didn't have a period for 10 years. So I'm pretty sure my, my body's just trying to catch up now. Okay. Is that healthy? <laughs> no, no, it was very unhealthy. That's why my doctor begged me to get off of it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised that you're home today. Um, from looking at your social media, uh-huh. you seem to be very busy. Very social, yeah. always out and about, creating content. So I am, I am, I'm happy that you're here today, and also that you're in one place. Yeah, um, I'm actually a homebody. I'd say 80% of the time, but I do really big content days where I bring a lot of changes of clothes, and then I'm just there for hours, and then I get to be a homebody again. <laughs> okay, all right. I love uh, being home. How often do you create content? Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays are usually my like TikTok content days, but, um, I took a little bit of a break from my podcast. So that's going to change up once I start my podcast again, since I think my podcast creates the most traffic going to my OnlyFans and like my podcast, TikTok really pops off. Okay. Now it's funny you say your podcast drives the content to your OnlyFans uh what what came first right because i want to get i want to i want to double back a little bit but did you uh-huh. did your podcast come before the only fans so the minute i was like i'm starting an only fans i was like i'm starting a podcast so i had an only fans for about a month while i was trying to plan out my podcast uh-huh. um in the first podcast i ever had i didn't have like the confidence to do it alone so i had a co-host but things didn't really work out but um, all of that kind of started like OnlyFans and then podcast. And then my podcast actually is what blew up my OnlyFans in the first place. Since uh, OnlyFans took an interest in the podcast and they're like, yo, this is a safer work page. We'll blow up your podcast. And then I started making like crazy amounts of money on OnlyFans. Like I was a pretty small creator before that. The bag is, the bag is pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> you seem to be comfortable within your skin comfortable with sexuality i've watched a little bit of your podcast uh and even your your content on social media you don't shy away from certain subject matter so it's quite confident it's it's for me from observing from the sideline you embrace the sex worker lifestyle i love it i think i've always I, I feel like I grew up kind of knowing I was meant to be a hoe, but I grew up in a really Christian household 
where I was taught to be ashamed of my hoiness until, I don't know, I took a lot of psychedelics and decided, fuck that, I'm a hoe at heart. Where, where, are, you, where are you from originally? I'm from LA. You're, so from, you're from, from LA? Yeah, I'm from Manhattan Beach though, which is like a smaller little community in LA. Still technically LA, because it's right next to LAX, but um, my parents, uh, they raised me in the church community, a place called Journey of Faith. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I mean, I was over here in elementary school trying to watch porn. I was in middle school stealing thongs. I was in high school wearing these short shorts and losing my virginity at 14 and just blowing a lot of guys. Like, I just feel like I was always kind of meant for this lifestyle, but I was just taught to be ashamed of it. So <laughs> thank you, psychedelics. Okay. Open about your sexuality back then. Uh, you becoming an adult and you know, I've heard of some of your, your content on your podcast being in college. Are you still the same way as you were because i mean everyone as a teen as a you know when you're young everyone's going to experiment sexually mm -hmm. right yeah it, so it's a given. I've actually, yeah i've been celibate for men from over a year but and then i don't even think i've hooked up with a woman in like two months or something like that i don't know i just haven't been feeling like it so i haven't been doing it what what is your reason for being single Oh God, here's the thing with men. I just, I haven't met anyone who has like the same energy as me, who has the same ambition as me. Like the last guy who I was actually kind of into, and I think I was only into him for the sex, but still I was into him. He was mooching off of me, having me pay for everything, like gas, food, never offered to put his credit card down. And then the guy after him, mentioned being like a stay-at-home husband so here i am never having cared about how much money a guy makes like i've never cared about that i just want them to be passionate about what they do but now i'm like okay maybe i do need to care about how much money they make because it seems that everyone who makes less than me wants me to pay their bills and i don't want to do that i'm not about that so um I just, I haven't met anyone. I don't care if they make as much as me, but at least like hold their own and don't expect me to like pay for them, but also vibing with them since I seem to vibe more with guys who don't make a lot of money for whatever reason. Could that be the type of guys that you're attracting? It could be because I, I personally like really artsy guys. I like, I mean, not like super artsy, but I do. I like musicians. I like painters. I like videographers. I like people who are really involved in that kind of stuff, but they don't often make a lot of money. Well, that artists don't typically make a lot of money. Yeah. They've always worked. Their lifestyle is always working on their craft in order to get to the money. They usually mm -hmm. put their craft first. The money usually comes second or even last. Yeah. Uh, I'm still really attracted to that. So as long as they don't ask me to pay for everything for them, we're chilling. Okay. Well, you might find a few guys that who are into the arts who might mm -hmm. be really into you. Yeah. <laughs> after watching, after watching this podcast, I, I want to go back a little bit. Uh, you said you grew up in a Christian home, right? But you are, I was surprised to find out that you are a three time miss california you started out in pageantry mm -hmm. yeah i had a huge pageant mom she was like 
very, very much a pageant mom. Not one of those mean pageant moms, but one of those moms who's like made my life about pageants for a while. Like she wanted me to win. And I mean, I knew I kind of wanted to win too, but it just like the amount of training I had to go through to win pageants, I just like wasn't really being authentic to myself anymore. And I, I think that's a big thing in pageantry or even like jobs sometimes, like in your interviews, you are expected to put on a show, tell them what they want to hear and not be true to yourself. And it kind of just sucks and like doesn't teach you great life lessons. Right. The pageantry, the pageant, going from that, you're on stage performing at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that kind of like led you to being into the lifestyle or being open or being artsy or being, you know, about who you are? No, I think pageants kind of did the opposite. Like I knew the reason I wanted to do pageants growing up was because I've always been an attention whore. Um, <laughs> I don't think pageants brought that out of me. I think I've always been like that. I think pageants, I mean, the amount, I, I really think that pageants try to teach you to be who other people want you to be. And that's actually something I've had to like unlearn a lot throughout time. So uh, I think like the first time in my life where I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna go against the crowd was when I started raving. I I'm like still really into festivals. I'm a big raver, but I was posting like the craziest shit on Instagram, like posting in little pasties, which you can't do anymore. You get banned on Instagram. There I am. Um, but just kind of going against the norm and really being myself. And I think festivals allowed me to be myself and be like a safe space for me. Going Not back to being in pageant and then going off to college, you decided at some point that you're going to get into OnlyFans. And... Oh, it was a while. That was a long time coming. But I didn't make my OnlyFans till I was 23. So like a year and a half after I graduated college. Why did you decide? Because you worked jobs prior to going into OnlyFans, uh, as, as we would call it, square jobs, a nine to yeah. five. So why go to OnlyFans? Because you went to college, you're college educated, you, mm -hmm. you're working normal jobs, yeah. so, making a decent living. Why, why OnlyFans? I so I, I graduated with a marketing degree from the U of A and the first job I ever had was a recruiting job. And the second job I ever had was, or not ever had, oh my God, I had tons of jobs before that, like internships and stuff, but you know, like big girl jobs, like right. I'm on my own jobs, but, and the second one was a logistics company and both of the company cultures were just so incredibly toxic. I remember at the last job before I quit, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was shitting blood. I was throwing up. I, I was not a functioning person because of like my anxiety and I was getting yelled at all the time. And there was so much screaming in the office. And my boss actually, the week before I quit, he like te didn't technically got, get fired, but they talked him to, into quitting um because he threw his phone across the office and like punched a wall or some shit and like mm. corporate corporate america i mean granted i was at a little franchise branch i don't think you could get away with that at like a big corporation because of hr but it was just really scary and then 
sales wasn't that fun because I was over here selling a product or a logistic service that I knew was more expensive. I knew we couldn't beat most of the people we were competing with. Right. And I didn't believe in the service. And like, I mean, all throughout college, all even after college, like both of my corporate jobs, I was still posting my Ray photos. I was still posting butt photos. I was still posting in bathing suits. People have been begging me for months to create an OnlyFans. And I just kept saying, no, I don't so want the, to. The peer, the peer pressure of the, of, the, of the public drove you to OnlyFans. God, no. Oh my God, no. I am not one to follow the crowd. I, <laughs> I am not one to do that. But, but... You, you, had the, you had the encouragement though from the public. I did have the encouragement, but what actually made me want to start my OnlyFans was Acid. I took I took a tab. I was at a concert, and Acid just like it really helps you distinguish a lot. Like when I take psychedelics, I'm able to be like, okay, this is what I want to do versus this is what everyone else wants to do. Okay. And like everyone on my Instagram might have been telling me to make an OnlyFans, but then I had in the back of my brain, okay, I have my very Christian religious parents who would hate me if I created an OnlyFans. I had, um, you know, I went to the University of Arizona where a lot of people are like very conservative Trump lovers, like that kind of people. So I'm like, okay, so a lot of my college peers are going right. to judge me for making an OnlyFans. And I just, I, the acid really just helped me get over that and be like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to make one because it's really what I want to do. And OnlyFans, I could not have asked for a better job. Like no one else from my college is making as much money as me. No one, like not a single but, person. Hold on. Before we even get to the money, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, you have a marketing degree. Oh yeah. So you found yourself having this marketing degree, getting into OnlyFans. Do mm -hmm. you think having the jobs that you had that you weren't happy now that you're working at only you're you're doing only fans you're self-employed independent contractor mm -hmm. have you seen yourself applying that marketing because listen you look at your oh social look at your social media and look at what you're doing I, i've looked at your social media uh -huh. and <laughs> now that you tell me that you have a marketing i understand it now right because i'm yeah. i'm looking at i was looking at it from a business point of view but the marketing kind of it makes sense for me now so if yeah. you applied your marketing degree to your own what you're doing and it's worked out very well for you yeah honestly i think i've applied my marketing degree more to having an only fans than i did to either of my sales jobs right because marketing and sales i mean they're two different things they're two very different things but i mean I've learned more about marketing and branding just from having an OnlyFans than I even did in college. Like I always felt like I had an eye for things where like it didn't make sense why, like my intuition just knew, okay, this is what's going to work for social media and then it would work. Right. Um, so not everyone is able to have that intuition. Like I've been getting on my lives for TikTok, like I get like 100,000 people a day like viewing my lives and like hundreds of followers a day from those lives where I don't like, I see other girls taking very, very different approaches and I'm able to like put my marketing degree to work to you, get that. You, done. You, you look at yourself, obviously you're, you're very aware of how you, what you look like, how you look and your personality, how people gravitate mm -hmm. to Nilia. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure, you know, listen, I, yeah. I, I've watched, let, let's play a clip. I, I want to play a clip. I want, I, want, I want to play a clip. I want to come back because you need to. Uh, I think people need to see. I th they see it, but I, I want to play this clip and I want to come back and I want to talk to you about this. 
Uh, I think this is from a photo shoot that you've done. yourself right yeah and you, I mean, and you use it to your advantage i know my butt is probably my most desirable feature <laughs> to a lot of people that i mean i i do have nice tits too but not like to have a butt like mine and it be natural and just like me i mean i've always had a butt and then the gym has added to my butt but I know what the people want. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna pretend like, oh, when people come for my smile, like, no, it's my butt. Right. I'm very aware of that. I think. Uh, I think. I think you tapped into your side, and then I mean, and you even bring your friends along, right? You incorporate your friends. You have. Oh, yeah. per, you have. Per, you have personality. Uh, you're very. You're very witty. Yeah, I've, I've watched a couple. You're very witty, uh, charming as well. So oh, I think it, it worked. Right. Listen, uh, hey man, listen. Let me live. All right. Let, you know, I got. I, listen, I got more compliments for you. All right, chill out. There's, there's, there's more coming. There's way, way more coming. Yeah. Uh, you are. Do you have siblings? Yes, I have a brother. Just the two of you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just two of us. You are on your two-step, okay? How old is your brother? He is a year and a half older than me, so I think he's 27 right now. Okay, he's 27. I, I am sure he's seeing what his sister is doing on social media. He sees it. Yeah. Your parents are aware of what you're doing on social media, hmm. but they're are not seeing your money, okay? To no. where you're bringing in a bag and you're you're independent you can live on your own and you could do your, your you have financial freedom to do as you please go where you want and you have a great deal of money coming in what yeah. okay they may not be happy with your choice of profession right mm -hmm. but they have to somewhat be proud that you're not on the streets and you know okay you're making a living right no. <laughs> okay, on. my mom is the only one who's like understanding, but my mom just pretends like it's not happening. My dad, I mean, my dad makes like a few mil a year. So, you know, me and him are on similar levels. So he is actually pissed that I didn't kind of follow follow his footsteps and be which a financial is, Which is, which is what? Finance? Yeah. Okay. So... You know, my dad is over there being pissed. Like, you're trying to make your money being a whore. Um, actually, I had to block him after he sent me screenshots of my own nudes because he was like, this is what you call empowering woman. Like, you look like a fucking whore. I just had to block him because, like, he's been doing this to me for years. But for the first time ever, he doesn't have a financial hold on me. So I can, can actually you, do whatever can you, I want. Can you be understanding of his position? Here's the thing. No, 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 no. Can you be understanding of your dad's position? 
Yes or no? To be honest, no. Why not? He's been calling me a whore since before I was ever a whore. He has been commenting uh, on like- come on, come on. I, I don't, I don't, come on, come on. I mean, come on, come on. I, just, I disagree. If you're gonna have a kid and try to dictate what they do, you shouldn't be having a kid. Listen, Adelia, at one mm -hmm. day, at, at some point in, in this life, you're gonna wanna, you're gonna have kids of your own, right? Oh, no, I'm getting my tube side. You're tripping right now. No. <laughs> Come on, you're, tri you're tripping. You, so you, you're telling me you don't want... You, so you don't want to have kids? Never. Oh, my God, no. Are you serious? Yeah, no. I, I, I have a dog, and I want to get really involved in animal rescues, and they're all going to be my children, but I... Okay. Kids make me nauseous. Okay. I can't be around them. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's back up. Uh -huh. put, put yourself in your dad's position. All right. Mm -hmm. He may not agree with your choice of lifestyle or your profession, mm -hmm. but you can understand from a father how he may feel seeing his daughter on social media or with an OnlyFans. And yeah, you, you say whore, but you're not you're not really a whore. You're just a content adult content creator. Right? Yeah, I mean, the way I say whore. It's, I'm trying to like take back that power because of how many times he's called me a whore in like a demeaning way. Mm -hmm. But I think it's like a little compliment now. Like, yeah, I'm a whore. Keep saying that, even though I don't even really fuck men or, I mean, I fuck myself a lot, but <laughs> I really don't give myself to other people. Okay. But you can understand, but again, you can understand how he feels. I mean, since he's very Christian and stuff, like, yeah, sure. I can understand how he feels. But having your dad call you a whore for as many years as he has, calling me a prostitute, threatening okay. me with, you know, it's, I can't under, like, he's just such a narcissistic asshole that he, he can't feel empathy for me. So it's hard for me to feel empathy for him. Okay, because may I have maybe, maybe he has a way of, of conveying his feelings towards you. But from what you're telling me, I, I'm assuming that your relationship with your mother is way better. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay, so... But my mom can at least apologize for the shit she's done to me. Okay. My mom has taken a lot of accountability. She's tried to grow. She's tried to learn. And here's the thing. I've been going to therapy for years. I've been seeing life coaches. I see people. I, I what, worked on for my... For what, though? What, what, what do you go to therapy for? Uh, like, just trauma, communication, working on myself, being a better person. You know, I want to work through everything. Mm -hmm. And my mom, I see her making an effort. And my dad, I don't see him making an effort. Because I remember I had a conversation with my dad where he was like, he he just, he got really pissed at me because I didn't say I was thankful for the family on Thanksgiving. This was the last Thanksgiving I ever spent with them. And I'm like, why would I say I'm thankful for you guys when you specifically called me a whore? And he was like, do you not think you deserve to be called a whore with the pictures you post? Right. This was before my OnlyFans even. I was like, no, I really don't think I deserve that. And that I just, I think I lost all respect for him because I was trying to see where he was coming from saying, I have my feelings hurt that you didn't say you were thankful for me. But here he is calling me a whore saying I deserve to be called a whore and would just lash out at me at any little thing. Just like calling me embarrassing. He even like fired me when I tried to work for him for a uh, winter break. <laughs> and then he's like, you don't want to work for me anymore? Like, how dare you? And I'm like, you fired me. How, how, how what's the relationship with you and your brother? It's not good anymore. Um, 
Yeah, I because of yeah. only because of the OnlyFans or because of the yeah, relationship. Yeah, had a pretty good relationship before OnlyFans. He's also seeing a therapist right now who's very controlling and manipulative, and um, she's very she's isolated him a lot. It's crazy because I was trying to get her license revoked because she was my therapist too growing up. Um, I was trying to get her license revoked because she she would do and say a lot of things like break client confidentiality. She encouraged me having an eating disorder and tried telling me it wasn't an eating disorder to eat 500 calories a day right. and was encouraging me to do that, to be skinny. And I was trying to get her license revoked and she has everything wiped on the internet now. So, okay. So she, let me, let me ask you this uh -huh. the relationship with your mom. You have a good relationship with your mom. Decent. Do I you, wouldn't say like okay, amazing. Decent. Yeah, decent. Do you think that you can somewhat work through the relationship with your mom to have a better relationship with your pops? No, no. I think he's going to stay blocked forever. No, I, I don't. Well, just from me viewing my dad throughout the years, I, my dad is unable to feel empathy for anyone but himself. It's always poor me, poor me, poor me. And he can't, I don't think he's mentally capable of if, feeling empathy. If he was here right now, what do you think he would say? He would be, <laughs> He would be like, Adelia, you're embarrassing the family. You don't know what you're doing to us. You know, I have clients for us to worry about. I just don't know how you could degrade yourself like this. <laughs> it would just, you know, it would go, it would go so like that. More, he might be more concerned with the family name and the, how the family is being perceived by your actions. Oh, a thousand percent. He's very much worried about his ego and his reputation and himself. Okay. Everything always relates back. It's not his concern for me. It's his concern for how my actions make him look. Okay. Uh, he's not concerned. Let's I move mean, to, I uh, well, he's not, I think he, to he is, but it's like, you know, his emotional capacity for other people is very low. Okay. Do you think you can, the relationship with your dad, do you think it'd be easier for you to be in a relationship with someone else? Like a, you know, or would it be difficult because you're having this, this, this oh, static, the static with your pops. It's actually part of the reason I go to life coaching and stuff like that. Cause I've never been able to have a healthy relationship with a guy and every relationship I've ever had with a man has been emotionally unavailable men. It's been just like kind of toxic relationships or I'll just be in love with a guy who has no interest in me whatsoever. And like, it's what, if, very what, what about the guy who's interested in you? I, oh, it's the guys who are interested in me just from my experience or, or, or you are, you know, you you block those guys out because I'm sure, listen, you, your yeah. DMS, let's go to your DMS on social media. You, you get, you okay. get a, you get a bunch of DMS, right? How much DMS do you have right now? Uh, I don't know, because it's not like you can just look on. But you have a bunch of messages. Since we've been talking, you have a bunch of messages that came in, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Right. I feel like I get like 50 DMs a day. Okay. Female guys. Maybe more the hidden request folder, which I don't know why they move so many. Okay. Yeah, probably more than 50. But yeah, I get a lot. Okay. Guys who are interested in you, send you a DM. Mm-hmm. What does he have to I, say? I, what do you have to say to you? I don't know. Um, 
I like to meet people in person because um, I just think Instagram and DMing back and forth, to me, that feels very high school. Okay, but you do you do understand some guy might be intimidated by you. You're Here's, you're Adelia, the the chick, the Instagram chick with a. Don't laugh. Come on, man. Don't laugh. I'm being being serious right now. Come on. If you, you meet me in person, if you meet me in person, at least like if I'm out at a bar, or if I'm out at a concert, I feel I just don't think I'm very intimidating at all because I am out there being the goofiest worst dancer but i will be flailing my arms with my dance moves i just feel like it's really easy to approach me because <laughs> like you know i might come off really hot and sexy on social media but like mm -hmm. when i'm out dancing if i'm out at the bars if i'm out with friends like i am really chill i'm just uh, there but, to have but but you're you're out there having a good time so uh -huh. meeting a guy is not on the top of your list of things Oh, no, not at all. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> if a guy really wants to come up to me, I feel like the like the best pickup lines for social media have to do with Avatar, The Last Airbender. If a guy <laughs> sees me out in person, the best way to get my attention is to ju literally just buy chicken wings and bring them to me. Oh, in you, that, well, you know, what's, you, you know what's going to happen now, right? what you're gonna get a lot of chicken wings well here's the thing that's the goal here because i love chicken wings okay well chicken wing, <laughs> chicken chicken wings it is lemon uh, pepper that's my le favorite lemon pepper okay <laughs> done that's gonna happen guys chicken wings lemon pepper yeah i uh, won't be intimidating at all i'll just be stuffing my face with lemon pepper chicken wings and be like oh my god thank you you got a you got a podcast Yes. Uh, I want to talk to you about the podcast that you've been doing. Uh, your content on that podcast is very, uh, I won't say risque, but your, your subject matter, you're not shying away from subject matter when it comes to sex work. You had yeah. one, you had one couple or I, I guess a, a mother and daughter. I want to play a clip of them and I want to come back and talk to you about that. Um, particular podcast i think this is the one i think it's number two hold on we'll be right back and we'll go down on you do mainstream and that's not the case because people don't come you guys know this there's a misconception mm -hmm. like why would people pay for when they can go on for free people ask all the time are you gonna film with your daughter like Ever. No, literally <laughs> so never. Foul. It's disgusting. Like, like that's no. It's we just don't... because people don't think that we're actually related. So they're very careful. Um, I've never felt unsafe on a set. I've mm -hmm. never felt um I've never felt unsafe in this world either. Yeah. Um, do your research. What do those people like to see? You can find it on you can find how do you come up with the subject matter for your podcast? So my podcast is called That's Offensive, capital O-F. So it's mainly about offensive topics related to OnlyFans, although I've interviewed people not really related to OnlyFans. But I mean, I like to, well, one, I like to humanize the creators because I think a lot of what society has done to sex workers specifically is they like to dehumanize us and um, only look at us as literally like 
sexual objects. Like they don't mm -hmm. look at us as people. So what I like to do on my podcast is talk about some serious stuff, but also just talk about like sexual experiences, like normalizing it. Like the amount of even girlfriends I have who don't own a vibrator, I'm like, and I try to like, just bring that up in conversation because my girlfriends deserve to be having orgasms. But these same girlfriends that I'm like, please just have an orgasm are the same ones who look at what society views women as and they just don't want to experience sexual pleasure because you know society will be like oh you're a whore if you want to please yourself so you know i look at all of that and try to incorporate that into my podcast asking them about their real experiences so mrs robinson who was um in that video with the mother-daughter duo um in my podcast she talks about how you know she was an addict she was a drug addict and uh she became one just from stuff her doctor literally prescribed her and she wasn't told the risks and she was able to sue for a good amount of money but you know that like those experiences are what you're able to like look at a sex worker and be like okay she's human she's not too different from me other than you know what she does in the bedroom or what she does on the internet and that's kind of my goal uh you said she's a mother and daughter do it i mean they're, they're both sex workers yeah they're both sex workers but they never film together so we did like a group shot uh, a content trip and her daughter left the room while they were shooting or while we were all shooting and then we had a shoot again where the daughter came in and the mother left <laughs> so they don't see each other okay who 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 was in the sex industry first the mom or the daughter the mom okay and the mom introduced the daughter to the to the business no, it was actually her daughter, uh, Amber, decided to be part of the business completely separate of her mom. Um, her mom, Mrs. Robinson, actually tried to convince her not to do it because she's like, no, like, you're so young. You don't know what you're going to do with your life. And Amber was like, no, I'm pretty sure this is like what I want to do. Mm. So um, they just both came to the same place separately. Are they, are they actually porn? actors the mom, performers the mom, is. the mom does porn the daughter doesn't it's just only fan stuff so you know her, like the daughter will masturbate and show her vagina and stuff like that but uh the daughter doesn't do anything with other girls i don't believe she's done anything with guys so yeah it's, that's that's interesting yeah uh, is the is the father in the picture <laughs> uh no father's not in the picture i don't believe so no okay uh yeah yeah very deep huh i try I, I talk about a lot on my podcast like well let me ask you I, this I, uh legalization of sex work okay mm -hmm. uh, only fans has made it you know I've, I've brought this up a couple of times since i have you here I might as well ask you about it only fans has made it more accessible more acceptable for females to to have financial freedom in sex work uh yeah i don't know how old you were but maybe 10 years ago 20 years ago the it, the sex industry wasn't what it is today it's it's quite different females have more power more freedom more choices as what they want to do versus 10 years ago oh, and I, th I and i think that's a great thing thanks to only fans oh. only fans has really opened the world up because I mean, with the porn industry, for example, some of the biggest porn stars in the game, they were making like 
20 grand a month. And those are some of the biggest porn stars. And you know, you porn stars, they get paid per scene. So, you know, they're not making like racks and racks of money. Like OnlyFans has allowed us to make mm-hmm. like you know, OnlyFans. If you're making 20 K a month, you're probably on the lower end of the scale. And you know, women making the most money are making like four or five mil a month, you right. know? <laughs> so OnlyFans has really allowed women to take back that sexual power. Cause right. I mean, honestly, the woman only making like 20 grand a month and you're one of the biggest porn stars, like, they were getting fucked, but <laughs> literally, even, literally, yeah, they were getting fucked literally and figuratively, but they couldn't just go to their agent asking for more money either because they'll be like, okay, well, we'll get some smaller creator to take your place. And with OnlyFans, people really want that relationship with you. So they pay for your porn, but they also pay to be able to talk to you, to have that personal connection. Right. You creating OnlyFans content, how do you decide to pick who you collab with? Um, I used to just kind of collab with anyone and everyone. Um, the nice thing is, cause I've been part of a few OnlyFans agencies and with the agencies I work with is how I get to meet girls like Allie here, AC Pet. Um, it's how I get to like meet girls to collab with because before I ever joined an agency, I had no one to collab with. So what these agencies do is they put you on these content trips where you're making just tons of content with all these girls. And it works out great because um, then I get to meet everyone and then uh, get to collab with them. Recently, I haven't been collabing with too many girls. Um, I don't know. But being, I, I, being who you are, like, I mean, listen, mm-hmm. you, I'm sure you're aware of your reach and your presence yeah. on social media. So and the reason why I asked that question, not everybody should be able to get that close to. That's to, to part of <laughs> Dizzle. Reason. That's part of the reason I stopped collabing with a lot of girls because, you know, I make a decent amount of money on OnlyFans. I, um, you know, I got to where I am because of the hard work I put in and I started to notice a lot of girls would want to kind of mooch off of me. And, you know, when I first started in the industry, I was just like, oh my God, I'm making all of these friends. And then I realized that a lot of them weren't actually friends and they were just kind of mooching off of me. So I've become a lot more selective with who I collab with and who I, my dog is being very vocal today. That's fine. Um, That's fine. It's <laughs> th- Listen, the difference with yeah. folks alert and maybe another podcast, mm-hmm. no set or no content is the same, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's great because you're at the crib, you're chilling. The dog is there. It's real, right? It is. You can even see my oppa stuffed animal. Wait. I'm trying to make my finger go the right way. There. That's yes. Appa from Avatar. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. Um, and speaking of agency, you know, um, Josh, uh, yeah. the guy that you work with, your, your agent, um, mm-hmm. let me put him up here. And oh, I yeah. said, and I said this yesterday, you know, I don't, you may not know how me and this guy met. I think I, I reached out to him. I think I reached out to one of his talents by accident or not by accident. And he contacted me back, looked at my content. He's like, yeah, I like what you're doing, you know? Uh And he said, you know, let me, let me see who wants to, to interview with you and we'll make it happen. And Mm -hmm. that was one that was very big of him. Right. Because he does a lot of, Oh my gosh. 
Um, he does a lot of work to try to get the girls out there. Right. Um, I think is different than a lot of other agencies. A lot of other agencies want girls to like cross promote and collab and stuff like that to get their numbers up. But Josh actually looks at outside sources, which is great for marketing. Because if you think about it, if you collab with another girl, like, I don't, the, the subs don't know you that well. Like the subs, you know, they might cross over by one of your videos, but then they'll go back to the OG girl because that's who they subbed with in the first place. But if you get right. on a podcast, if you get on YouTube videos, then you're getting like a whole new fan base that are actually coming to OnlyFans for your personality. And that's where you get the big spenders. I, I had a conversation with him and I, I said, listen, you know, um, I'm not on YouTube. Um, I'm on Apple, right? That I was very fortunate to even be where I'm at with them. Uh, and a lot of people can't see the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And, and they, they don't quite understand how this Apple things work because the reach is very different because yeah. people that's on here, they subscribe, they, they do to, you know, they listen audio books or whatever they're doing, but it's a different type of audience that is not necessarily here and distracted by the gimmicks you know yeah. and i think he understood where i was coming from and my reach and my audience and the people that's available on this apple um mm -hmm. but you know that's neither here or there but i think he's doing a great thing i think he's all of you okay. not only him i think his agency and you you as well is doing a great thing over there Thanks. I know Apple's a hard place to grow on. Cause let me tell you, like my, most of my audience goes to YouTube uh -huh. probably cause they want to like, look at me. They want to look at the girls and they want to be like, Oh, this one's hot. This, I don't know. I don't think I've had any girls who aren't hot, but just like, this one's my type. Um, <laughs> so people like to see it on YouTube. So my reach on like Apple and Spotify is just so much less than all of. <laughs> but here, but here's the thing, right? And, and maybe it's the way it was probably presented. Mm -hmm. I don't, I've listen. I've done some homework and I've been looking at some of your content and doing my research in order for me to, to come up with questions to ask you for our conversation. And you've mm -hmm. never really done an interview to where you've opened up about a lot of things. I mean, you spoke a little, touched on it a little bit, but you never really had a chance to go in depth like you mm -hmm. did today. And I mean, shit, I, I, I appreciate you did it here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not tripping, you know, that's cool. I try. I'm an open book. Right. Okay. Hold on a second. You're talking about this website right here, right? Let me put, up, let me, let me put up your website right here. Yep. There you go. All of your social media right there. They can find you on TikTok. They can find you on OnlyFans. They can find you on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. They can find you everywhere. Uh, mm -hmm. And listen, I, I want you to, I know we're running out of time, but I want you to come back because I want to talk about sex workers getting deleted from social media. I mean, I think, aren't we past the stage to where we can accept it for what it is? It might not be what everybody's into, but you know, I mean, it's enough is enough already. Social media, the more censorship I've been experiencing. And like, I had to change up the whole vibe of my Instagram literally just to accommodate to Instagram to stop shadow banning me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we can talk about that in another episode because I just think that social media platforms are getting like ridiculously strict. Like, ridiculous. Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> Oh, I'd love to have you back. Uh, yeah. Adelia, listen, it was a pleasure having you to here today. Um, 
you're more than welcome to come back anytime. Uh, awesome. And people need, they should check you out on Instagram or check you out mm-hmm. on Twitter, whatever pl- social media platform they've got, they can check you out. Listen, it was oh, a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. You take care. All right. Bye.